What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. On this week's episode of Pop Culture Weekly, it's all about Apple TV Plus's series, The Foundation. Let's go! Welcome to Pop Culture Weekly with Kyle McMahon from iHeartRadio. Your pop culture news, views, reviews, and celebrity interviews on all the movies, TV, music, and pop culture you crave weekly. Here's Kyle McMahon. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Weekly with Kyle McMahon. I, of course, am Kyle McMahon, and this week's episode is all about the Apple TV Plus series, The Foundation, which season two dropped Friday. The first episode of season two dropped Friday on Apple TV Plus, and it is really good. If you noticed, by the way, we had a backlog with normally we come out Fridays. Anyway, I'm here. I let you guys know. It's all good. I love you. So if you are unaware, the series, The Foundation, is based on the series of literary works, which are considered like the greatest sci-fi literary works of all time by Isaac Asimov, also considered unfilmable. And I think that this series proves that, well, one, it was, in fact, filmable, but two, it actually was, in fact, filmable. They made a great, they found great ways to do it. The writers and producers and directors, you know, of of the series are all very, very hugely creative people who found a way to make it filmable. So the foundation is basically a saga that covers, you know, a thousand years of the foundation, which they are a group of exiles who discover that the only way to save the galactic empire from to from destruction is to defy the galactic empire. It's really good. It's very thinky. Thinky. Is that the best way to say it? Very thoughtful or no thought provoking. There we go. It's very thought-provoking, and the acting is amazing. The whole series is really, really great. Season two started, you know, Friday, and or depending on where you when you listen to this, I guess. But season two is being released now, and uh, season three is actually already filming. So that's awesome. Uh, David S. Goyer is kind of the creative mind behind this. So I talked to him. Today, I talked to the stars Lee Pace and Laura Byrne. If you're unfamiliar with David Goyer, David S. Goyer, he is a writer, director, producer. He's behind such films as The Dark Knight, Man of Steel, Terminator Dark Fate, The Blade films. Incredible guy. Um, And Lee Pace, the Emmy-nominated Lee Pace, you may know as Thrandall the Elven King in the Hobbit trilogy, one of my favorite trilogies ever. He was also Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel. And he plays Brother Day, 
So uh, I also talked to Laura Byrne, who she's Finnish, Finnish actress who stars as Edo, who is one of the last surviving androids from the ancient robot wars. So really heavy, thought-provoking, incredible sci-fi stuff, and I'm excited to talk to him. So let's start out with the one and only David S. Goyer. So, first of all, congratulations on uh, this incredible undertaking, both literally and figuratively. Season two continues on with that and I think takes it even further. What drew you? I mean, this is one of the, you know, if not the most beloved sci-fi literature in the world. And it's so big and so vast and covers so many things. What made you say, I want to tackle that? Um hubris <laughs> um, uh, you know i i've had the good fortune of already adapting you know some of the things that i was a fan of whether it be batman superman working on terminator working on a darth vader story things like that uh foundation was always something that i had admired as a kid uh, famously it was considered unadaptable and you know i think it's just the challenge of trying to take on something like that and feeling like even though the source material was written 70 years ago, there was still a message that was really vital in there that people needed to hear now more than ever. And it would be boring if I just tried to work on things that were easy. Mm. Uh, and it would be boring for the audience. Uh, you, you have to push people. You've got to take stories in an unexpected direction. Yeah, I think, you know, as you're saying, that occurs to me that that's kind of what great art does, I think, often is challenges challenges us you know in um in many different ways so when you're doing something like this you know something as as big and vast as the uh, as all of these works how do you determine because as you said you know it was largely considered unadaptable how do you determine what parts you're going to adapt and how anytime i'm adapting something I, I try to sit down, whether it's with myself or people I'm collaborating with, and I try to say, can we identify the core elements that make the source material the source material, you know, the, the DNA of it? And so early on, uh, I was talking to Robin Asimov, Isaac Asimov's daughter, who is sort of the keeper of the estate, and I wrote down... I don't know, a list of 10 or 12 things that I thought made foundation foundation. And I just said, did I get it right? And she said, you did. So I said, okay, fine. So <laughs> then we're starting from the same place. Um, we knew we had to adapt it. There's tons of stuff in the books that happens completely. The empire falls off screen in just, you know, a single line of dialogue right. in between books. Uh, you know, the first book is just a collection of, of loosely connected short stories. So we knew there was adaptation to be done, but we just needed to make sure that we were that we weren't betraying the DNA of the source material, the DNA of Asimov. And fortunately, in Robin, who is an executive producer, his daughter, we've got someone that we can constantly sort of get a gut check with. Mm. I love that. And in many ways, it's it's uh, a Bible, you know, for so many yeah. fans over so, so much time. Was that something that 
adds to pressure? Or is that something you're able to keep out of your mind so you can focus? Or how does that work for, for David? Look, it's always a challenge. I mean, I remember when I was working on Batman Begins with Chris Nolan, and we knew that we wanted to expand the audience for people who would, we wanted to bring in fans who weren't particularly fans of Batman, who would say, oh my God, I enjoy this movie. So we had, on one hand, we had the fans and and we had this sort of those core elements that we needed to stay true to. And on the other hand, we had the, the broader audience. And so the thing that we always ask ourselves when we're telling these stories is, does this particular storyline work if you pull the science fiction out of it? Mm. Does it work if you haven't read the books? Because it has to. For this show to work, it's got to appeal to an audience of millions of people around the world, uh, the vast majority of which will have never read the books and do not consider themselves science fiction fans. So how, how, do, you, how do you appeal to both audiences at once? And that's the tightrope that you have to walk as a creator. Well, I think you did an amazing job. I can't wait for everybody to see season two. And then I can't wait for beyond. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. David S. Goyer. Love him and love, you know, hearing his thoughts on bringing this unfilmable series to become a series. So unfilmable work, I should say. It was considered an unfilmable, you know, uh, literary series that is could never be brought to movies or TV. And here we go. Next up, Lee Pace and Laura Byrne. I love both of these guys are such talented actors. I love Lee Pace because I love the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I love the Lord of the Rings, you know, Peter Jackson universe. So Thrandall, the Elven King, and Ronan the Accuser? Like, what? So anyway, without further ado, Lee Pace and Laura Byrne. First of all, thank you both for speaking with me. I really appreciate it. I love uh, I, I love the series, and season two continues that. What is it like for you both um, as actors to do something that is – this is big, both in terms of, you know, for, for sci-fi, uh, for, I think, television in general. You know, it's very ambitious. It is one of, if not the most beloved uh, sci-fi, you know, literature out there. Does that weigh on you as actors at all? Or like uh, uh, winning the lottery than like a weigh on your shoulders, I feel like. Yeah, I'm having a blast playing the character. Yeah. I think he's a lot of fun. I think he's absolutely nuts. Um, he's, you know, I play, you know, for someone who hasn't not familiar with the show, I play the Emperor of the Galaxy. I play, you know, to make it even funnier, uh, I play um, a sequence of cloned emperors of the galaxy. So I'm number 18. So for the past 300 years, um, we've been cloned to take on this this absurd role. So the character is totally bigger than life and um it's it's really fun to mm -hmm. to play something so big and it, it is a challenge but um the challenge is like an intellectual one you know it's like a mind the, the movie the, the the show is full of these like mind experiments intellectual kind of riddles about mm. what it means to be a person what um where will technology take us will you know i don't want to um 
take your four minutes. I'll ramble, man. I will. No, I love, I love it. Uh, (laughs) You, you play, uh, you know, there's a clone, there's an Android, uh, you know, is there an element of fun to it? Because it is heavy stuff. Um, in my opinion, uh, but as an actor, is there an element of fun to kind of be in this insanely well-built-out world? Absolutely, Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got like we have these like like exquisite sets, and we get to sit on these thrones, pretending to be the emperor <laughs> of the galaxy, and then we go out to the desert and. Um, in the Canary Islands, and you know we've got a whole fleet of Imperial warships <laughs> with us. I mean, I feel like I'm I play ba- a robot who's like twenty five thousand years old. Right. Like, I, you uh, look great for for twenty five thousand years, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. They're in the future in space. They're very yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I think for us it gets mm-hmm. even just more and more fun. Like our relationship season two, it just evolves to this crazier thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean. It's. It's. I mean. She's. Well. Just to get. I mean. Here's. What yeah. it, here's, here's the setup. <laughs> so, so. I'm, I'm a series of of cloned emperors, and the one who raises me, my mother, my advisor, is this. Um. You know. Exquisite piece of machinery. <laughs> who teaches them everything they know? Who kind of who controls their memories? Who kind of? She's the only one bringing them up. Yeah. And in and? this season, I've fallen in love with her. Um, so I've got this, you know, this sexual relationship with um, this this incredible uh, being who has um, uh, raised me. So um, that's one of the fun things we get to play with in yeah. season two. Um, and uh, and like I said, it's like we don't try to give you answers. We try to ask the questions. We kind of there's like this, you know chaos in the center of the empire uh things are falling apart there's a war on the horizon like the time is now like the the it's on the turn um and the immediacy of that i think is a lot of fun to play absolutely in a very detailed way I I absolutely love the series i love both of you and uh i can't wait for everybody to see season two Cool. Thank you We're both so much. Too, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for speaking with us. Today. Of course. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great day. You too. You too. Day. Lee Pace and Laura Byrne. So, I you got to watch the Foundation. It is like I said. If you're into sci-fi at all, you're already most likely extremely familiar with the literary works of Isaac Asimov in the Foundation. If you're not. This is a great time to jump in. Season one, the full season, is already up on Apple TV. Season two is releasing now. And, you know, now you have some insights into uh, season two and beyond and before. Before and beyond and now. So, uh, yes. So that is our episode. The Foundation is on Apple TV Plus now. And I love you. Let me know what you think of today's episode. Let me know what you think of the foundation of sci-fi, whatever you want to talk about. We're going to start including in uh, future episodes some of the voice mails and messages and stuff that you leave for me uh, in the show. And we'll respond to them here. 
and maybe your yours will get featured. So you can use the iHeartRadio app and use the uh, talkback button, which will directly email me your your voicemail. And we can do it that way or however you want to do it. Just find a way. You know where I am. All right. I will see you next week. I love you. We out. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Weekly. Hear all the latest at popcultureweekly.com. They said it was unfilmable, but clearly it was filmable. The Foundation on Apple TV+. Ding!